T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. That's right, Brian Mazrowski here alongside Joe Beamer. He's back. Hi. Brian, hello. It's nice good to, to have be you back. back. Nice to have you here, Joe. Um, and we are here with you for the next hour or so. I have to go right back to what you, something you said yesterday. This is how I have to start the show. You said about people that, you know, send texts, hey, are we still on for tomorrow? Mm-hmm. That is me, 100%. And I didn't realize how annoying it was until you put it the way you did. And now, like... Oh, that is me. I mean, that's literally me. And I can see how that's annoying. I think I approach it from a lack of confidence from all the times that someone did cancel last minute or the place had changed where we're meeting. I think that's where I I get that way. But you're right. Without text messaging, I wouldn't be that guy. But now that I can just easily text you, hey, we're still on for, you know, 30 minutes from now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I am 100 percent that guy. I'm always interested in, like, what's behind that, like, why that's all of a sudden a thing. Like, it, it never used to be a thing. You wouldn't be, like, finding a payphone, like, hey, you're going to be here in five <laughs> minutes, right? <laughs> Waste a quarter to do that. Um, but that, that is a personal complaint of the week. I just, my phone blowing, my phone is my complaint of my life. Yes, yeah. That I have one, and it's, like, ruled me. It's like a ball and chain carrying around all the time so that is a very personal it's not annoying to everybody but you've opened my eyes like i i do think i can do that less like i think i need to show a little bit of confidence that get people, a plan hold on to the plan uh, execute uh, the plan or at least for me like some confidence that the people who've made plans with me actually still want to hold on to those plans yeah yeah i well, do if i make a plan with you joe it's happening i've never known you to cancel plans brian write it in ink i like it, that. it'll happen it will happen. You'll probably still get a "Hey, I'm five minutes away" text, yeah. but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to be better. Eight oh three oh nine thirty to uh, join us here on WBEN, and I it, it dawned on me yesterday, Joe, as we we're talking a little bit more about uh, what a lot of people are talking about in Buffalo, what they're going to be talking about a little bit more next week. They uh, had mentioned it in a council meeting earlier this week. The lack of fluoride in the city's drinking water and why that's happening. And really the the big question, why didn't more people know? And to me, it's such a similar discussion to the one we've had a few times over the last month when it relates to the blizzard. Because at the end of the day, it's, well, I mean, I'm not a dentist. A dentist would say at the end of the day, it's a fluoride problem. No, no. To me, though, at the end of the day... It's a communication issue. Um, What do we say so often after the blizzard when you're trying to assess where things could have went better and you are 
looking at like okay and we said a lot of times like i the cleanup like i i don't know i'm at a loss for ideas like how can you better clean up the snow like flamethrower like i there, there's only so much you can really do you can only move it as fast as you can move it um I, there's probably room for improvement but it's not easy to see it's more the preparation and how do you convey to people who hear over and over again i mean look i'm looking just uh, right now uh, winter weather advisory extends through Friday. Oh, I mean it's snowing outside, it but you know, currently but snowing. Winter yesterday was a winter weather warning, and, and like you see that, and we got snow, and it was very wintry out there, caused some accidents, slick roads. But I mean, it's it's January snowfall in Buffalo, but it's winter weather warning. How do you differentiate blizzard and get that message across, like storm of the century? How do you differentiate that from what we normally have? It's a communication problem. And I think at the end of the day, what we're talking about in Buffalo right now is another communication problem. Because at the end of the day, the question is really, because this has been going on for years, to me the question is, why didn't more people know? And how could or should this have been better communicated? And what are your ideas? 803-0930 to join us. I, I don't know, Joe. What do you think? Am I off the wall here saying that? I mean, they're two very similar problems, yes. you know, when you boil them down? You're, no, you're, you're right on. I said yesterday, I, I was talking about this, and I said, take fluoride out of it. Just something that you— They would, did. <laughs> but take that out of the equation and just something you expected from the government or you thought was there. Again, the thing that shocks me the most are the dentists who say— the fact they didn't know, you know, uh, there was a patient that called, uh, uh, well, a resident that called in and they said their dentist had asked a few um, years ago, do you drink Buffalo tap water? And they said, yes. And the dentist said, OK, then you get your fluoride. You know, Dr. Bernie Colbert said if he had known, he could have been, you know, prescribing um, supplements like I took when I lived in Hornell and we didn't have fluoride. So just that lack of communication. And, and Brian, with this, with the fluoride, something you mentioned earlier I'd like to know who did know, who did know, who was this communicated to? Because obviously it wasn't flat out to the residents, all right? Obviously there, <laughs> there might have been ways you could have found it, but it was not given. No one's going online. No one regularly checks on the water treatments website, okay? This is information that where did it stop? Okay, where did the line of communication stop? I think that's what we need to figure out when it comes to the city of Buffalo. So I now it's you're starting to get pretty interesting here with how we kind of go about here. I and I, I put the two together, the communication part, because there was somebody I think yesterday in a clip that we played was talking about, you know, why don't we have, um, you know, an alert like an Amber Alert or something like that. And I literally thought they were talking about the blizzard and we were playing the wrong clip. But no, they were talking about this issue just with the exact same solutions. Now what you're starting to go on is responsibility. So who should be responsible for knowing this information and i think that's an interesting question and you bring up dentists and i don't know should a dentist in buffalo had known this yes but whose job is that at the end of the day right it, i'd say that's probably the dentist's job 
at the end of the day to know that because, as we've heard, the information was out there. I'm going to play you a little bit of O.J. McFoy's Buffalo's Water Board Chair. Now, I understand, obviously, we're talking about water in Buffalo. This is where you are going to begin. But this is O.J. McFoy, the Water Board Chair, with WBEN's Tom Puckett speaking about this. We have alerted um, our residents uh, annually in their, their bills. Um, we bill four times a year, and in one of those, we in our water quality report, we place all of the items reflective of what's happening at Buffalo Water. Um, so those would be anything from system improvements, whether we're doing roofing um, and things of that nature, um, to other improvements uh, capital-wise as well, um, along with everything that we have going on here. And one of the major points we wanted to make clear was, and we have our own separate section on that, and it's called Information on Fluoride Edition. Um, and since 2015, our annual reports, we've been putting that out. So annually, those got, go out to all of our customers. Having that notice on a bill, how fair or sufficient do you feel that notice is? Well, it's, it's actually not on the bill. It's a, it's a separate report, um, and then it's available online as well. Um, and, you know, we're always looking for ways to improve, and I think that's what we've been hearing is that maybe we needed to be uh, a, a little bit more uh, deliberate about getting that information out. Um, but, you know, we take our public health responsibility serious, um, and for us, you know, this capital project that was placed on hold was placed on hold for a very good reason. We didn't want it interfering with our treatment processes, um, and we wanted to make sure we allotted sufficient time for the University of Buffalo to study that, um, and that's what we did in this case. So, um, you know, really in hindsight, looking back, maybe we could have done a better job of getting that information out. Um, but, you know, really, we want to make sure that we are focusing in on our capital improvements that are keeping our, our system in good order. Council committee will be meeting next week. What plans do you have to go before them and speak with them about the issue? Well, yes, I know I've been invited to speak with the council on Monday, um, and it's in regards to the news article. So uh, we'll be there to make sure uh, that we have clarification not only on what was missing out of the news article, um, but also about the procedures that we have taken and will continue to take to ensure that Buffalo water is clean, clear, and Okay, that is O.J. McFoy, uh, Buffalo Water Board Chairperson, talking about how people knew. And I want to point out the three things uh, that he said there that is how they have communicated. So, like, it's not a big secret. So, like, that's the, the number one. Like, you can't say they were covering anything up. I don't mm. I don't know if there's a – no, you, you can't. There's no, like, scandal here. There's no secret. I've seen people say, you know, I've taken uh, tours of the big uh, water pumping station. They said, you know, we, we don't have fluoride right now in the water because of this and that. Like, the information is out there to anybody who asked. You heard uh, the water board chair right there say that annually a water quality report was sent out and there's a whole separate report and section on fluoride. So the information is out there. Now the question is, whose responsibility is it to know that information and get it out to the public? And I'm not sure I want to put that on the Buffalo Water Board 
Because what is the water board supposed to do? I find myself listening to that information, knowing how many people did know about this because it was knowledge that was printed out there. I find myself stunned that at this point to a person from everyone we've heard, no one on the Common Council, no one in the city of Buffalo knew this. Are those not the people who should be looking through these, at the very least, annual water reports on quality special sections on fluoride and know what's going on? I'm not saying they shouldn't be looking at it, but isn't that something that should be a special separate report? It, it is. That's what exactly what he said. It's a special separate section and report section. on fluoride. Not just a, a loan document. He it's, said both. He said s- separate report, separate section. I, I It doesn't matter. Was it's it presented there. to the Common Council of this is a change? Do, do I have to present? They have it. They're the Common Council. They have this information. That is the job is to kind of oversee what's going on in the city, see where things can be better, ask questions, and, and get things done. There's an annual water quality report in the city of Buffalo. I don't think it's crazy to think that everyone who sits on that common council should be looking through that. It's only once a year. And they would know from the whole separate section on fluoride that the water doesn't have fluoride. So that, And then this has been going on for now going on eight years that over the last eight years, no one's read one annual water quality report? See, that is what I, I I don't want to find hard to believe, but it seems seems to be accurate, if not one person. Because if you would have read this on the Common Council, wouldn't you have brought this up to someone's... You would think. that's See, that's I want to know the person who read that and glossed over it and said, oh, that's not that big of a deal. I'm led to believe that nobody on the Common Council, nobody anywhere, is either reading these reports... Or if they are reading these reports, they're not that concerned about it for whatever reason. So then, again, it comes down to responsibility. Yes. Who should be? Because I agree that this should have been relayed more to the public. Yes. Your point is spot on, Joe, when you say uh, you don't expect people to read through every line item on their bills. I'm not expecting, uh, you, you know, the homeowner on Custer Street to be looking through and reading the annual water quality report word for word. That's just, it's just not what anybody in any town, in any city does. <laughs> like, I, I mean, maybe you should, you probably should, but you don't. And I wouldn't put that expectation on anybody. But then whose job is it to relay that information better? To me, the water board did their job in this. They made it clear they did not hide the information. It's out there every single year. They put out there that the water doesn't have... Where there's a failure in communication, that to me now comes down to the city of Buffalo, uh, whether that's the common council, whether that's the mayor's office, whether that's the council president's office, whoever that is who has a bigger platform... Then the water board, I, you don't see the water board is not getting uh, no, headlines, generally speaking, and calling these. Be- 
it's somebody to either raise awareness of it and let people know or to call them in and say, hey, what's going on here? It's year three. It's year four. It's year five. It's year eight that we're doing this. Why hasn't this been fixed yet? It needs to be fixed. I don't want to take responsibility away from the common council, the the mayor, because you're right. It, it, someone should have known if it was in the report. However, people on the water board are people in the community. They are residents in western New York. They, can't they tell that people don't know this? Of course they can. They live here. They know the information has not been relayed. I think that's when you say, you, you go to the common council and go, guys, are you reading this? We, we've taken fluoride out. No one in the area knows. I, I think this is something that should be communicated to everyone. I, I think that's when you realize, wait, it's been two years. No one knows. There's been no push to tell people what's in these reports. Are we wasting our time making these reports every year? Maybe we need to point this out a better way. Highlight this, illustrate this, so it does get out. I, again, I'm not taking responsibility away from the people. You're right. If there's a report given annually, you should be reading it. However, I'm also not going to pretend that people on the water board didn't realize what was going on, that this had not been communicated. I don't see the, the billboard. I don't see the postcard. Maybe we need to highlight this. But maybe... I. <laughs> Maybe you're doing this. You put the information out there. You think that people know. I mean, maybe you're thinking it's not that. And here's where a dentist should call in and uh, beat me over the head with a frying pan. Maybe you're thinking this isn't postcard billboard worthy. This is not, you know, what's on the billboard? Fentanyl. You know, the lack of why would I expect there to be mailers going out to everybody uh, from somebody else uh, saying that there's lack of fluoride. Because there are people, including dentists, who think fluoride's in the water. Maybe those dentists should have known, too. So, If you're so, a dentist in Buffalo, should you be reading the annual water quality report? But there are people in Buffalo who go to a dentist in Amherst. Okay. So every dentist in western New York should know the water about every town in western New York? I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i on the fence with that. Again, I honestly do not know if that is... I. I just think I'm not a, a dentist, so I don't know, but I, I feel like that's something you'd want to We're going downstairs have a, a heads up on. and getting a dentist to come up here. <laughs> I, I, but I, shouldn't that be it? I don't know. 8030930. Where do you put responsibility on communication? Where do you put the blame here? I have to admit, I'm having a hard time putting the blame on the waterboard who has told people annually, and you can say they should have been telling people daily, maybe they should have been ringing the bell like the town crier up and down the streets of Buffalo, hear ye, hear ye, there's no fluoride in the water. I'm having a hard time blaming them when they have not gotten, they put the information out there and obviously did not get the pushback to say, you need to change this right now. We'll go to Jack in Buffalo. Jack, you're on WBEN. How's it going this morning? Very well, thank you. It's my pleasure to speak with you. I had an immediate flash. It's the overtime lady. Remember during COVID? She was getting all that money for her health department duties. Where was she? Well, I mean, is that, I mean, are, are you really putting it there? Are you putting it somewhere in the city? To me, this stays in the city first. Absolutely, right on top of her head. She's the uh, head of the health department. This is a health issue. It should be on top of that. It should be a thing they monitor every month. You know, water treatment. It's 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 a big part of health today. It's a clean, clean water. She definitely should be aware of this, and she should be held to task. But all that overtime money for her superior knowledge 
it's, it looks like their superior knowledge has a, a hole or two in it. Well, Jack, thanks for the call. I mean, I will say they were monitoring water for COVID. That you'd think they'd say, like, hey, wait, where's the fluoride? Yeah, this was going on in the middle of COVID, by the way. So maybe looking at the report, I think Jack does have a point that this report was on several people's desks, right? Again, I don't want to put, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's all the water board, but I, I do think after you realize the people that you've you've put a lot of, you know, Brian, I'm a kind, I'm the kind of person. If I put a lot of work into a report and I realize there is something obviously being missed because no one's but, reacting but, uh, to it. Again, again, I don't know if I would think that it's obviously being missed. You might, I, I would assume you're reading the report. And okay, obviously they don't care enough. So you know what? I'm not in a rush to put this back because no one said anything. But you also know it hasn't been communicated. You're a resident of Buffalo. You realize the stuff you're putting in the report, I haven't gotten any kind of message on this. That's kind of weird. How many things are clearly communicated to you that you just don't care about, though? Well, you make a good point there. (laughs) But again, if I'm on the water board and I put this in the report in 2015, I'm not – I just want to – Clear, clear the air again. I'm not taking the blame away from members in the government. All I'm saying is maybe you highlight it a different way the next report. And you, get, you go in and say, guys, are you reading this? Did you see what we put here? Mm-hmm. Maybe the people would like to know. Maybe the dentists would like to know. Who has responsibility? Who do you expect to know this from? And are, to me, the biggest surprise is that everyone apparently found out about this the other week. Including people who have been in government in the city of Buffalo in big positions for uh, the entire time that's been going on, over a decade. 803-0930 to join us, B-Maz and Beamer on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. So we are back. Brian Mazeroski, Joe Beamer here with you on WBEN. Thanks for hanging out with us. 803-0930 to join us this morning on our topic the fluoride in buffalo's water where does the responsibility lie for making people notified i mean the big question that people are asking on this topic i mean it really has little to do with fluoride hey what's the effect on my teeth 
and more with Why Didn't More People Know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm very interested in, 803-0930. And uh, we have some differing thoughts on this because we heard from O.J. McFoy, Buffalo's waterboard chair. He spoke with WBEN yesterday on this topic, and he said that this information, it was no secret uh, annually, people would get it as part of a water quality report in, in their bills. It was also part of the larger water quality report in a sp- separate section or, or report on fluoride in there uh, that this has been going on since 2015. So in a way, he seems surprised that there is surprise of this news um, that was uh, in the Buffalo News just the other week. I find myself standing with the waterboard here and, and saying, I don't know what more you wanted them to do. I, I think they did their job. They made it known. And if other people were really concerned about it, they should have took it further. And I'm not saying the waterboard didn't do their job. They obviously did. And, and the line of communication stopped somewhere, either at the Common Council, somewhere at the city government level. I am not taking that away. You are 100% right. All I am saying is, as residents of Buffalo, you would think that someone on the waterboard, someone involved that knew what was going on, would maybe go to the Common Council and issue some kind of Hey, are you reading this? Are you seeing this? Maybe we need to alert the residents with a special notification. I made this uh, one yesterday, and this isn't the best um, comparison, but it's the best I got. It's as if Odyssey Tomorrow said we're no longer matching your 401k contribution. Now, yes, that's on my little 401k report that I've never checked. It might I, I'll notice the difference on my pay stub. But those are the kind of usually the things that you get an email. Hey, by the Do, way. Well, well did, that, that's the thing. Did they send an email? Well, it didn't happen. Oh, you mean the fluoride? No, no. In, in this theoretical... They didn't. It was just on my weekly report that is available on our work portal that I've never looked at. So it's there. Well, they did, it's not a secret, but they didn't alert me that a change was coming. Whose fault is that? I believe it's on the people who made the change. I don't know. There's, you know, usually if, if we get some kind of pay change, pay raise, pay decrease... Legally, they have to let you know. You can't. They don't just expect you to go look on your paycheck. Well, they you did. Get, you in, get in this a case, notification. when we're talking about the water, they did. Let, there's a separate report on fluoride given out to I mean, all they, the residents in their mail annually in the bills, and then to in, the common council in the bills that no one checks. Just like your pay stub, you don't check your pay stub. I, but you're legally supposed I, to be alerted if your pay changes. I can't be mad if this happened to me. And I, they put it on the thing that gets mailed to me, and I didn't look at it. Do you look at it? No, but if this happened to me tomorrow, I, how could I be mad at somebody else other than myself? Because usually if something you— What ex- happened to personal responsibility? You're sending I'm, me something. I'm dealing about, with my water in the mail, and I didn't read it. I At the I'm end of about, the day, I think that's on me. I'm all about personal responsibility. However, when something you are, you are depending is there, when people—and again— I, that's, I don't care. Well, well, that's the other. I don't think people care. But there are people that do. There are, but yes. I, you're, we're acting under the assumption that if I told you tomorrow there's no fluoride in the water, that you're going to really care about that. No, my dentist will care about that. Right, but 
I don't think a lot of people would get that information and go right. and do something with it. You're right, but it's information they should have, and they should and have they been, did. They should have been alerted. Again, I go back to when I was a kid. We didn't have fluoride. I had to take a little blue pill every morning with my Flintstone vitamin. At least the information was there. My parents knew. You sure that, that was fluoride? My parents. Someone made that joke yesterday. No. My parents knew that the water in, in Hornell, New York, didn't have fluoride. At least let the people who care know. I, I think it's something you depend on, something you think is there. You should be alerted when it's taken away. Well, what does that alert look like? You, you bring it up all the time. At campaign time, we get all these postcards. Why wasn't there some kind of special mailer? Again, you're right. 80% of the people would have thrown it out and not cared. But at least that <laughs> notification was given out. I think that's the least we can do. I Okay, I, because I don't I put that on the waterboard. I haven't found it yet. I haven't found it yet. But I guarantee there's something, if it was changed without you, without a special alert being made clear, you would react to it. I can't find it yet, but I'm sure I could. I'm sure th- something is there that if it's something you depend on, and yet there's a way to find it. But if you weren't made aware of it in a special document that was given right to you, special warning, it would bother you. I can't find. It, I haven't found it yet, but I will. Eight oh three oh nine thirty. We'll go to Kathy in South Buffalo. All right, Kathy. I who should be responsible for making residents aware? Was enough done? Who made the rules? That's who's responsible. Has has been an increase in children with dental problems in the past years since they stopped putting the fluoride in? I'm sure the dental records are all out there. And the other thing is these executives, I don't know how many people are on the water board, do you? No, uh, but I want to stick to this, like getting this information out there, Kathy. I, the water board puts it, um, you know, it's it will send it to consumers annually. If there is ever an inquiry, they weren't, you know, lying to you or something or saying that it was there. They were telling you exactly what was happening. They wrote, you know, a, an annual water quality report with the whole section talking about this fluoride issue that was sent out. I Is that enough or is... Does it fall on somebody else now to make a bigger stink out of it? No, it's on the water board, but I truthfully don't ever remember getting a paper that said about the quality of the water, what they were adding or subtracting. Do you? I wouldn't know because I don't live in the city. (laughs) So I don't know exactly what the bill looks like. Yeah, I don't either. I I have to, at present moment, Take the water board chairperson at his word when he says annually in the bill as part of an annual water quality report, this was sent out to residents over the last seven years. That's good because I have a a water bill downstairs and I'm going to go read it. All right. Go and then uh, let it report back and tell us what it says. I will. One other thing is how many of these people on this water board have water delivered to their homes by the purified water (laughs) company, whatever it is, and they have dispensers, you know, like a fountain thing in their home. I mean, that would be interesting. Hey, Kathy, thank you. I Again, it is... I don't want to uh, – you are operating under the assumption that the people on the water board should have somehow realized 
by living in the community. nobody was getting the message just because there hasn't been an uproar. No. But at the same time, if I asked you, if you got that message, what you would do with it, I mean, you would do nothing, right? But this is just like I said yesterday. Pretend it's something other than fluoride. It is a change. But you can't in this scenario. Actually, in the scenario, you can. It's a change in something you depend on. Not, maybe not you, nah, but nah. people in the community think is in their water. That is a change. I it is a think, change in something people think is in their water. I wish there was a poll out there right now to tell how many people know matter. if there's fluoride in the water. It doesn't matter if there's one person. It's something that's, that you pay for a service, and you and there are people. Dentists will tell you there are people who depend on fluoride being in their water. Again, like Dr. Bernie Colber said yesterday, if it wasn't in their water, they could have some kind of fluoride pill that we mentioned to, to make up for what they're missing in the water. So yes, again, 80% of people probably don't care. That's why I say take fluoride out of it. It's a service you are paying and you are expecting to be in that water. There are people who are expecting that to be in their water. I think that's more than just the How, yearly what, Give me a percent. What, what percentage of people do you think, think right now? Is, I don't think that's important. Yes, it is because if you're acting as if that uh, the water board should have seen a, a lack of any uh, response back to that, that relies on that number. I mean, how many people are expecting, no, I need my I fluoride in the water? Think, listen, listen. How, that directly correlates because if only 10% of people are like, yeah, I, I got my fluoride in the water, like this is what I expect, this is what I need, and they, they feel something about it, if it's only 10%, then the reaction is, well, exactly what you would expect the reaction to this news to be. And what more would you actually do? The water board would say, yeah, we put the information out there. And just like, uh, you know, we would kind of expect only 10% of people care. That's why we haven't really heard any, anyone push back on it. So what else do you want us to do? That's not exactly what I mean is they, I think, it would expect the common council to react to the news. Again, it, I'm not saying an uproar and outrage. I'm saying... I think if I live in the area, and I know we added this three years ago, it's been eight now, but say in 2018, three years ago, we took this away. It's been in the report for three years, and there's been no questioning from the Common Council. I haven't seen any residents getting a special alert from the Common Council. But That's now what I mean. I don't you're, mean putting, you're putting on the water board the fact that no elected official is actually reading the documents they're supposed to be reading and keeping up on. I'm saying, And all I, of a sudden, that's the water board's fault. I, let me be clear again. I'm not saying it's the water board's fault. I think the, the blame falls on the common council and somewhere in city government. I'm saying most people are observant, right? They, they observe very well what's going on in their community. If I know this information has been there and no one's asked me about it, no one has said anything in the common council— Maybe you're right. It makes it sound like I'm blaming the water board. I'm not blaming the water board. I'm just saying if I'm in that position, maybe the next time I issue a report, I say, hey, guys, Arrow, you got to read this. There, there has been a change and no one has asked us anything about it. But no, the, the blame, in my opinion, yes, falls on the city government, the common council. But I do believe there should be a separate warning, not just part of an annual report or your annual bill. I do believe there should be, hey, there's been a change to the service that you pay for. We're going to let you know. Just like when when someone drops a local television station, you are... Was there that in 2015, though? I mean, can anyone tell me for sure? I mean, you're acting as if I that didn't happen. I think someone would have told us. 
that there was a special a special alert. A mailer sent in 2015. I, would anybody remember? Like, does anybody know for sure there wasn't? Like, I, I don't want to sit here well, and say council, that there wasn't. If there's members of the Common Council who have been there since 2015 who are telling us this is the first they're hearing ab- about it, I guarantee there wasn't. Then that's where I'm directing yes. every inch of my being upset is that the people I elect to stay on top of this, to watch out, to, to be the representative of the community so that I don't have to read an annual water quality report because it's boring – you people I elect who have been here for the entire seven years that there's not fluoride, and they've been telling you every single year for the last seven years that there's not fluoride, and now all of a sudden you're just finding out about it now because, well, you didn't read the thing you were supposed to read. Yeah, that's where – no, that is definitely <laughs> where where the communication ended, and that's where the blame, I believe, lies. I was just putting a, a – but you're right. The, the blame lies on the Common Council, and it's the Common Council, I believe, who should have been sending out the mailers. Well, I don't know if it's the Common Council. Is it the mayor's office? Is it like whatever's office? Well, the Common Council is supposed to read be, that report. It might be. I, I should dig in right now to the annual budget and how the water board is spending their money, and if they're spending any money on advertising, which I don't know. Like There might be a whole bunch of money that the water board has for public messaging that wasn't used to communicate that too. Maybe it is the water board's fault. But I'm right now, the thing that is just, <laughs> that, that is not on my mind is that when you're asking people in government who have been there for over a decade, when did you find out about this? And they're like, well, the other week. <laughs> and I'm hearing the water board say, well, we have been relaying this information annually, at least for the last seven years. And it takes a news report for you to find out. About, like, well, what are you doing with the information we're giving you? Yeah. Obviously not really paying attention. I don't know. Alan is in Amherst. You're on WBEN. Uh, what do you think, Alan? I, well, I think the problem is not so it, – it, it manifests itself from the water board to the mayor to polling cars to the health department. And then when the bills are sent out to these people – and when you got rental apartments and leased apartments, the bills are paid by their people. They don't notify the renters or the leasers. That's where you you got a big hole. There's the, a good point, the, Alan. And you know, what responsibility? Let me ask you: What responsibility would you put on the landlord to be reading that and relaying the information? Well, well, the bill, the one who pays the bills, should notify the landlord, and the landlord. Should, Take the separate steps to notify the people. If it's common knowledge, and the mayor screwed up, and the polling car screwed up, and the health department screwed up, and the and the water department totally screwed up, it's got to be on part of the the owners of the building who don't tell the people, and that's the problem in this this this, this city. People hide the truth; they do not let it. Out, and then they put the finger to someone else. Our, and Alan, Alan, and I, I like what you're saying here, but I'm going to push back on that and say that people, and it's not just this is not just a, a water point here. People in general do this right now because you can say whatever you want. People should have been notified, and I would agree with that 100% that there should have been more publicity, more notice, more something out there to alert people to a change. It's just like the blizzard, right? You need something else 
to make sure that people know this is not what we're normally talking about. This is not your standard notification that most people ignore or take in stride. Uh, just like the blizzard, this is different. Uh, with this fluoride thing, like, hey, this is a, a potentially significant change, depending on who's in your household, that you need to really look at and notice. At some point, though, the notice is being sent out, and we have all become, and you were speaking to this, Joe, we've all somehow become, like, totally blameless in this. I mean, we are getting the notice, too. Whether it's your bank changing their late fee or overdraft policy or something like that, but and you get, you get a notice, and then you, you ignore it, and you don't pay attention to it. notice. Right, and people got the notice on their bills. People, That's different. It, it is not different. You got the notice at some point. You do have to raise your hand a little bit and say, all right, yes, I don't check this. All right, yes, I'm not on top of all the things that impact me. Your credit card statement. How how much is your kid paying, uh, spending on your credit card every month because you don't check the statement? <laughs> I mean, like, That's completely different. No, it's not. Yes, it's, it's all in the same mindset that mm. just like the last caller said, we all want to pass the blame on somebody else. At the end of the day, if you are getting the information and, and not taking it in, you, you're looking to blame somebody else for not alerting you to it. Like, you're not going door by door, knocking on everybody's door with every little change that happens and telling them, like, hey, watch out for this. Watch out for this. No one's holding your hand through life. Stuff happens. You got to read the fine print. The bank changing the overdraft fee and you or someone in your family overrunning your credit card are two completely different things. Right. One is the bank assumes you know what's the, going on with your credit the, card. The, the overdraft fee, which I've gotten from my bank, hey, we're changing our overdraft fee in a separate statement. Something that said important. I still didn't read it, but still, it was a separate notification. Right, that, no, no, that what you just said. I still didn't read but it. But it was a separate notification. You're getting it. You're yes. getting a separate section in report oh my. on fluoride. <laughs> Part it's of the a same separate report. notification. Part of the same report. I when, when my bank raised uh, raised their overdraft fee, right? Everything else I get in an email form. I got that in a big envelope, special, important. It was its own separate thing. We are changing our overdraft fees. It is now going to be $10 more if you can't count how much money you have in your account. That's a lot different. And it, by the way, it was a complete report. That's a lot different than, hey, this is what you charge on your credit card. Well, I should know what I put on my credit card. I, how am I supposed to know that my bank is raising their fees if they don't let me know? Again, no one's reading their weekly pay stub. No one's reading their monthly uh, bank, uh, bank statement. No one's reading their water report. That's just, that is just real life. It that comes is once just a year. reality. It comes once a year. Have you ever looked at yours? No. Again. And, I, and if something was in there that I didn't look at, even though it was sent to me in my mailbox with my name on it as something I should read, then... Yeah, that's something I'm going to have to, at some point, take responsibility for not reading. Okay, I think this all goes back to what you say. Campaign time, we get all these things in the mail. You can't mail us about this. That's To me, it's a lack of communication. It's a lack of transparency at the government level. I, yeah, I, at some point. This, mm. Mm. I don't, we don't have time. I know. It's the problem with the one-hour show. 
to be continued tomorrow. I mean, this is not a bill in Albany. No. Similar things might apply. I don't know. I do have to address one thing before we get out. Before we get out, someone asked how the uh, chicken Alfredo that I made last night went. Ugh. Went very well. I used the uh, R A O S. I don't know how, how to pronounce that. The sauce was on sale. It's what everyone was saying. Yeah, I didn't make my own sauce. I didn't have the time. Um, but let me tell you, made the chicken in a pan, salt, pepper, Parmesan cheese, mixed it in with the noodles and the Alfredo sauce. Ugh. Delicious. I hate Alfredo. My wife. No, my wife likes uh, chicken Alfredo. She knows she's not allowed to kiss me. Oh. She, knows, she has to go brush her teeth and really? uh, do some mouthwash, get a stick of gum. I cannot stand it. I don't. It's usually, like one of those things. I oh, I cannot stand it. I don't usually say my my cooking was good. I think I did pretty well yesterday. Again, it was all in a jar, but I think I did pretty well. Just following up from yesterday. I'm sure you did well. It could be the best in the world. Still not you. Oh my goodness, I I just cannot. It's not. It's not my thing. We'll be back here. We'll, we'll be back here tomorrow. Yes, we will. Okay. I was supposed to be off tomorrow, but something came up. I'll be. I'll be at work. <laughs> Beamers and Beamer on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.